friends it's the holidays and you want to talk about your family. But instead, you talk to your family. This is The Wayward Podcast. Push record and then get some water. Push record, yeah. They want to hear the crinkle of the bottle. Then they know it's authentic. Yeah, hang on a second. Let me suck shit out of my teeth. I just finished eating an orange. Well, that's good. I smell like... I brought three of them in my bag just as like rando little snacks. And I was like, I have food in my bag. That's how I am. (laughs) I never leave home without food. Because I don't want to... The worst is like ending up being anywhere when you're fucking hungry. That's well, the worst for me. No, that's, that's when I end up eating fried chicken and pickles. Right, as yeah. I did earlier. Yeah. Hi, Kim. Hi, Brianna. I keep rubbing my forehead. I just cut bangs, and I'm like, when I get tired, I love to rub my eyebrows and my forehead, and I'm like, oh, my bangs, so I don't want to ruin my bangs. They're so cute. Aren't they cute? They're little curly Sue bangs. They're so cute. Um, well, as I talk about the oranges I just eight um they're hanging around because it is christmas time it's christmas time. or you know the holiday season if you don't celebrate christmas um and Kim and i thought that maybe we would have a hey i just found a cheeto kim <laughs> <laughs> i will admit that is from me and not a housekeeping miss oh that's awesome uh, you you are nothing if not consistent, my lady. It was, I want to be. I do want to be specific. It was a frito. Oh, sorry, frito. It That's was a true. Frito. That's right. I get my uh, chips mixed up. The toe suffix. The toes. Um, okay. Yes, we wanted to talk about. Um, we thought that this might be a good time to talk about family. Wait, I can. I can. Okay. The funny thing is, we're recording this, and then we're going to edit it, and we're going to put the music in, and then we're going to hang on, and then we're going to release it. It is not Christmas for us right now. And yet, as soon as you said that, I felt the crumpling as if a million souls cried out in pain as you said the word family, and they all went, oh, fuck you guys. You too? What? So many people hate the word family at the holidays. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, no well, idea. Maybe it's just people I know, but they're always like, fuck you. So for those of you... Okay, Okay. Oh. I'm going to let Brianna finish her train of thought in a second. No, but it's if gone. You, are one you of go those, to town, girl. Oh, no. If you're one of those people who is like, fuck family, fuck the holidays, fuck all this, I'm just going to stay drunk until it's after Valentine's Day because fuck that too. Sure. It's okay. Shh. We got you. We got you, booze. We got you all. We got you, booze. I love that. Okay. I had no idea. Us. I mean, I get that people hate the holidays because of uh, it reminds me of things they don't have or irritations of family and all that stuff, or it's just stressful, expensive, all these things. But I'd never heard the dis- distaste for the word family. So, w- what's your experience with that? It comes up. Yeah. Well, eh. My conception of family around the holidays was very specific. It was mom, dad, sister, grandparents come over. There is a routine. Mm -hmm. There are, I say routine. My mom called them traditions. Traditions, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was set in achieving an emotional perfection that was unattainable. So there was always something slightly disappointing about family around the holidays Mm. for me because I had this feeling like I was supposed to be, like, if I was just happy enough, then my mom would feel like she did a good job, and then she'd be happy. 
and oh, that's yeah. a lot of pressure. It is. I never thought about that. I never thought about my mom. So I think about something specific like gift giving. Um, my mom, I mean, my parents, but I imagine my mom did a lot of it, which was decorating the house, getting the right gifts, making sure dinner was on the table. And fuck me if I was ever satisfied with any of it. It was never good enough. And I cannot imagine being a mother now, putting as much work into something like a massive turkey dinner, giant tree full of gifts, and having a kid going, but I didn't get this thing, or the turkey's dry, or I want to watch cartoons. You know, like, what a giant asshole I must have been during the holidays. So that's, I think, where some people get their distaste for the holidays. I think some people get, or family, the word family specifically. I think there's also families that um, are disjointed, broken. There are members that are missing. Um, So I just want to back up and say my idea of family as a child Mm -hmm. was a very typical nuclear definition. There Mm. was a male father. There was a female mother. Mm -hmm. There was a sibling. And there was generally a pet somewhere. Yes. Um, And I thought that anything I felt that was ungrateful or not happy was me being bad. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't realize that even at that time it was because I had unrealistic expectations. Yeah. That some of which were mine and some of which were placed on me. Mm -hmm. Um, It... wasn't really about magic and togetherness. And I would get an orange in my stocking and I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Sure. An orange? This is citrus. Yeah. You can at least make it chocolate. Fuck you guys. Yeah. As opposed to going, oh, my dad grew up in the depression. Yeah. He didn't get a new pair of pants until he was 13 years old. And even then he got to wear them once when he got submerged, baptized, Mm -hmm. they shrank and he never got to wear them again. Oh man. Yeah. Like, it, it was to, so for him to get an orange in his stocking was a big deal. Yeah. So he was passing this on to me. Right. I didn't have the capacity to receive that until now when he's been gone for six years. Do you think it's the capacity, like the mental capacity or the perspective? The, Let me it, the perspective was not encouraged or instilled in you. Because I think uh, something we're really trying to teach our daughter right now is. When she says something like, we we have never, ever, ever made uh, our daughter a separate meal. She eats what we eat or not at all. Always, always, always. But now she's having opinions about what she likes and doesn't like. And sometimes those opinions vary from day to day. Um, but she start, she's more vocal now, so she'll say things like, this doesn't taste good. Or I don't like that. And we're very quick to go... Um, your dad has been cooking in the kitchen for half an hour. Last time we made this, you loved it. And think about what it must feel like for your dad to hear you say that this doesn't taste good. So we're trying to teach her empathy, but also trying to teach her how to be grateful, how to show, how to find something that you're grateful for, um, which is maybe a lot for a four-year-old to wrap around. That's why I, <laughs> to wrap her head around. That's why I ask if you feel like it wasn't instilled in you to be 
more grateful or it was just you didn't have the capacity for it because that's entirely possible as well. I think it's both. I think my parents weren't exactly the best at speaking my language. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I was told to be grateful, but I was when basically, it was it was insinuated why? that if I wasn't grateful, it was because I was an ungrateful snot. Ungrateful, yeah. And, um, and, yeah. and that's interesting because that, that brings me to like my idea of family as a child has changed so much mm-hmm. into what my idea of family is now that I have a child and a husband. Um, and, and who I think of as my family is different. Um, yes. When I was growing up, I had a very similar experience with my family. I grew up in a farm. I had twin brothers who were a year and a half older than me. I had a mom. I had a dad. I had two dogs. I had five cats. When the pond froze over, we'd go skating on Christmas Eve. Like it was a very picturesque, but that, that stuff was an amazing memory to me. And now Christmas is very different. My brothers and I are very close, but we don't have a lot in common. So we look after each other. But, I mean, they talk about sports and the oil industry, and I have no idea. And they make fun of me because I have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) They still tease me like I'm a 13-year-old. And my parents I'm close to, uh, and I'm not, like, geographically close to them. So I more feel like my relationship with them right now is to check in on them. And I, I assume they also feel the same way. So the the holidays now feel more like, <laughs> is everybody okay? <laughs> As opposed to, let's enjoy our time together. And we do enjoy our time together. And I don't want to break my mother's heart by saying that I don't. But the holidays with my family, who are grown now, um, are just very different. So you still get together with your family. I, I spent Christmas with them last year, and everybody was so sick. And we all talked about the ailments and the various issues, and it was just very different. Um, now, this this Christmas, my husband, daughter, and I are staying in Vancouver for the first time since I think Valentina was born, and we're so excited, mostly because I'm just fucking burnt out as all hell. I'm excited to not have to get on an airplane for the holidays. Um, but also just like, just to make it teeny and to do what we want or to, to not do anything at all. Um, and I think that again, getting back to the routines and traditions that you talked about, I think a lot of me thought my family and my family traditions would be a certain way. And I've had this conversation actually with my husband because he had the exact same thought and experiences. He went, when I have a family, when I have a wife, when I have a child, it will look like this. And I think for both of us, it it got complicated and it led to a lot of miscommunication and fear and, um, um, fear of disappointing our parents or fear of disappointing our dream of what everything was supposed to look like, not recognizing that what is happening feels really good. So I think that's one of the reasons people have a problem with the word family Yeah, is because when there's an incongruity between what they feel family Mm -hmm. should look like Mm -hmm. and what it does look like, it's like, just fuck it all. Never mind. Be that from loss, be that from disillusionment, be that from, you know, a, a very incorrect experience with family. Um, but I also, like my sister and I, there was one Christmas in our lives that we weren't together. 
Uh, so wow. we would, yeah. So we would Holy shit. always go when my parents were alive in Portland. Um, she and her boyfriend, fiance, now husband, and I and my boyfriend, fiance, now husband would go to Portland because my mom was sick and we would have the best time and we'd drink and we'd play games and it, and it was so perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. And then like parents are sick and die mm-hmm. and things happen and they so then and then I had a baby so my mom passed away right after a Christmas and then I had a baby and so then we did Christmas in my house and already things are not perfect quote unquote because I'm tired there's a baby my dad's in my house and he shouldn't be outside of his own bathroom ever he's not functioning well his wife my sister and her fiance are uncomfortable and it just it was imperfect sure and yeah yeah then all of a sudden i've got a, the holidays are imperfect mm. and so then fast forward to my dad passes away and my sister has a baby so then we go out there and it's still imper- and now it's just now it's getting all messy because it's now it's nothing but imperfect and then the cousins don't get along because right. they're supposed to and like it just it got so that I hated the idea of the holidays. I hated the idea. I didn't hate my sister. No. But I hated... Because there's so much it. pressure. And so what we did last year, mm. when it's pressure and it's pressure I am completely exactly. putting on myself. Yeah. That it will never be beautiful again. Yeah. You ruined Christmas. And that's why I think people uh, with don't like family and they don't like the word holidays or the idea of it because... The pressure that we put on ourselves or other people do put on us, maybe. So instead of, like, I was going to take my ball and go home and just be like, fuck it, until we can all afford to go to Hawaii and we're never doing the holidays again. God. Hate everything. No family. Um, Last year we went out and we stayed in a hotel, which was, it would be anathema. To not stay in what your the hell does that family's mean? anathema, yeah. like <sighs> holding up a cross. Oh, okay. You know, like just not doing. Oh, I see. I burns. see. Okay, okay. Um, and we stayed at a hotel that had a pool, and the uh. cousins miraculously got along because it was neutral territory, and they yeah. both had something they could do that they enjoyed. We're like, wait a minute, we get to make up our own rules according to what feels good. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm going to expand the idea to. Um, I remember lamenting with a friend of mine, Scott, who I have to, he's the one who took my, my, uh, my scale away, my scale away yeah. and said the next one was going up my ass. Um, and we were <laughs> love hanging you, Scott. out. We love you so much, Scott. You have no idea how much you're a part of this podcast. <laughs> and, uh, we were playing, it was Easter and we were over at his house and my daughter was running from person to person. And I got sad because she doesn't, my kid doesn't have any grandparents. So her grandfather, she's never met. He's not mobile. Um, but both of her grandmothers and my father, her other grandfather, have all passed away. Um, and she doesn't have, you know, her cousin isn't in her life. She sees her once a year. And I was sad. And Scott just grabbed my hand and he said, yeah, but you've got a kid who gets to make her own family. And that idea that I can embrace, once I set down my expectations, of what family's supposed to look like. You know, we say the supernatural family. My family right now is sitting across from me because I love you. Mm-hmm. And this is family. 
And so family has gotten to change its meaning in my heart to, to mean the people I belong with. The continuing beautiful thing about that is that when you do lose a piece of your family, a part of your family, a person of your family, you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to get smaller. You can continue to grow your family. It's not suddenly whittling away as the years go by. You don't have to be scared of that. If you know how to attribute the people that you meet along this journey as found family. And I think that's the, the greatest gift that we can get from each other is to know that we are all in this together. I'm going to send out this analogy that I talked about a couple days ago that my husband gave me because um, I think it's so great and I want you guys to think about it and use it. Um, <laughs> is He told me once that um, he had heard uh, an analogy that used the human body and our universe. Um, the human body is made up of cells and... The cells all work together. When one cell is in trouble, the other cells hustle over to give it a hand. Um, No one cell is apart. No one cell works alone. Autonomously. Yes. Yeah. And the only cell that does that is a cancer cell. A cancer cell will be like, back up. I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody. I don't want anybody. Fuck off. Um, Now, if you think about that as us as a society, um, we as a society work best together. And the worst thing that we can do is to encourage the idea that we are all doing it for ourselves, that we all need to survive on our own. Um, We all need each other. And we are all one big, massive family in a way dysfunctional family perhaps, but family nonetheless. And if we, I think the more that we remind ourselves that, um, we're here on this planet to help each other, the more harmonious this universe will be. The energy will be cyclical. Um, and we'll be happier, happier. Yes. I mean, just all of that pain that I associate with not meeting a completely unrealistic expectation. Like, Mm-hmm. Really, truly, everything is ruined and it's all your fault because it doesn't look like something that existed once Yeah, that you've attached feelings to the memory. And instead, it's those feelings that are real. Um, I read a book once I really love uh, called Illusions, and one of the moments of it was they were talking about reality. And one of the characters says, look at the sunset. You see it? What is it? And he said, it's beautiful. He said, yes, the beauty is real. The sunset is not. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so in terms of, of hmm. the feeling of family, I can reprogram and give it back to my heart and create the feeling as long as I'm not insisting the feeling come with a set of circumstances yes. that I insist and upon. expectations, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard not to have expectations. It's, it's not. 
I mean, it's something we should work towards, but it is challenging, I think, when it comes to family because we're hardwired, aren't we? Because we literally, with family, are raised from zygotes, you know, (laughs) by a certain... This is the SAT. Two hands. This is the SAT podcast, by the way. We've gotten zygote and anathema. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're raised... We're raised by a specific set of hands who have a specific way of raising us, mentality behind it. And they also have been raised by a set of hands who have the same thing. So there is a lot of things being handed down. If we take out expectation, then we are maybe less hurt by our families. Oh my gosh. That's, we say uh, uh, expectation is a, is a premeditated resentment. <laughs> Totally. I'm planning a resentment. I am just, I am, as soon as I attach to that outcome, I am setting myself up to be angry that it didn't happen. Yes, yes, that's so true. You can't win because even if it turns out the way you think it wants to turn out, it's not going to feel the way you think it should make you feel. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I go back to connecting with the feelings of holiday, and you know what? That may not be enough to change some people's minds about fuck the holidays, fuck the idea of family. Yeah. But encouraging the fact that if I have a feeling, if I have a need for a feeling, if I have a deep yearning for a feeling, it's in there because I deserve to have it mm-hmm. and because I have the capacity to have it. So my goal isn't try to create circumstances that I attach to it, but instead find the feeling. Go towards the love. Yeah. Where is my family? Because my family exists. I, I believe that even if it's just inside of me, there is a connection with home, source, and family. And I can feel fulfilled as long as I'm allowing it to be what I focus on as opposed to the circumstances. Yeah, man. So I guess with this podcast and leading into the holidays, we want our listeners to remember that, well, we really want them to remember that if they are without family, they are not. And if we can be their family, it is an honor and a privilege. And we hope that you allow us to do that. Um, especially members of the SBN family and the wayward family. Um, and if you are feeling alone this holiday and it is the reason you do not love the holidays, um, know that we are sending our energy to you. If you're hearing this right now, we love you. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas or whatever else you celebrate. (laughs) Or don't. (laughs) 